0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Who, me?
2: Well, <laughs> so I'd like to really know if season. I was married to a horror piece of shit.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can just look at her license.
4: My
3: it's special stripe. That
4: uh, is amazing. Stripe oh my gosh. <laughs>
5: Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions,
6: or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you.
1: Seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had musician Davy Knowles on the program. Next on the best of,
0: yeah, Andy's Mister Adult Contemporary now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yesterday morning. I love James Taylor.
4: Me too.
3: I play every once in a while with a friend of mine. Keep it up, Andy, and I'll point someone out. There's a there's a little chord trill that he plays all the time. You'll hear it right here. The, that little lick. He plays that all the time. So I'll just throw it in on every song that we play. <laughs> <laughs> And go, James Taylor! For musicians, that's a suspended fourth <laughs> that then resolves itself.
0: Hey, did you get to work yet on I'm Not Lonely Enough? I
3: actually have been thinking about it since you called last night. So what we have to Good.
4: do... Don't tell people your plan. Well, we oh, talked can't about steal it, on, it. The,
3: on the morning show already. So we've got it, it. It's copyrighted in a sense. So what yes, we need is. to do, and you can you do it. I, I'm flying to Colorado on... Sunday for a uh, coronavirus convention. No, yeah. I'm doing some consulting. <laughs> so I was going to sit on the plane and start writing, but so we just got to think of things that will different lines that will go right before I'm not lonely enough. I'm not lonely enough. So it's like, I
0: love it, man.
3: And then we can write it backwards the from there. It'll be really fun. But I, I I had I thought about it after you called, and uh, speaking of which, I watched the first episode of uh, Hunters. Oh, yeah, you, you told me you were that I really liked it a lot. It was great. I, uh, one of my
4: friends was just like, Is anybody else watching Hunters? I'm Al like, Pacino
3: playing is. a Jewish uh, Nazi hunter. Oh. And convincingly, oddly enough. Oh. Huh. Interesting.
2: Um, we
1: have
3: Davy
2: Knowles on the phone.
0: <coughs> Davy Knowles, ladies and gentlemen. At 32 years of age, Isle of Man, born guitarist, singer-songwriter, Davey Nels can now add mascot recording artist to his long list of already impressive achievements. Yeah, I saw that uh, the release on that, as a matter of fact. Davey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing
7: very well. How are you guys?
0: Things are good. The New Hope Cinema Grill and Outtakes Bar, 2749 Winnetka Avenue. Uh, tickets uh, 20 bucks in advance, 25 at the door. Um, I that's uh, coming up on March seventh. As a matter of fact, that was, that's uh, a week from Saturday. Is that correct?
8: Yeah, yeah. A week from not, Saturday,
0: right? Sounds good. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I got it. Because well, see, the problem with uh, we Americans is that every election year is a leap year. So you try to wipe it out of your mind that it, if you admit that it's a leap year and there's a twenty ninth of February, then you have to admit you're going to have to listen to these politicians run their mouths yeah, I never like, thought about like, that before. Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, they, yeah, they did. They have the elections in, in the leap year, so they yeah, can annoy true. you for at least another 24 hours.
3: Let's talk about music, so, not politics.
4: Maybe. <laughs> yes, please, anybody. anybody. I, just,
0: I just wanted to get the date right for Davey Knowles. <laughs> March 7th, a week from Saturday, 8 p.m., New Hope Cinema Grill. Now, Dougie, you should talk about music.
3: You know, it's funny. I, I didn't realize he was going to be on, but Jerry Eaton, who's the manager of New Hope Cinema Grill, who also works for us, has been raving about you for six months he says you gotta see this guy you gotta listen to him and I, I i pulled up some of your cuts last time i talked to him And you can play well
7: thanks very much yeah Thank
3: no you know you have fans in the uh, great white north i mean it's minnesota it's not a little off the beaten track but we have a bit of a music scene and i played for years as well so let me ask you a couple questions if you don't mind who are oh, this is a do. traditional Sort of stupid music interview uh, question, but uh, tell me who are some of your uh, uh, who, who inspired you? What guitar players do you like? Who do you dig?
7: Oh man, <laughs> um, I I grew up uh, kind of worshiping Mark Knopfler. That was you know he was the reason that I wanted to play guitar. Yeah. Um, when I was eleven, I, I heard Sultans A Swing and immediately wanted to rush out and buy a headband, and, <laughs> you know, just just immediately trying to become Mark Knopfler.
3: I spent um, the uh, summer of 1977 uh, learning that second solo. That's, oh, uh, it, it, it takes a while, and even if you're at yeah. decent, it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> it's like, he's oh, such it, a it, great guitar it, it's, it's player. It's
7: just one of those things that only Martin Offler can do. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it just it has to be him. But um, yeah, and then, and then the, whole, the whole British blues boom as well, kind of uh, early Clapton and uh, Peter Green, Fleetwood Mac and, and Paul Kossoff from Free. Um, and then uh, Rory Gallagher is a huge influence for me, too. Oh, yeah. You
3: just named yeah. almost all of my favorite guys, although you skipped over <laughs> Jeff Beck for some reason. But
7: Yeah, that, that, that whole kind of uh, 60s, early 70s scene, a little
3: later with Rory, that, that's, that's my favorite. That's awesome. That's, that's some... That really was the golden age of guitar playing. But you're young. Yeah. I mean, it's, there aren't as oh. many... Uh, this sounds like Get Off My Lawn... But I don't think, you know, that was an age where there were just tons of great players and, and you don't see as many anymore. Um, and I don't know why that yeah. is. Maybe it's fallen out of fashion a little bit. I'm not sure. What do you think?
7: Yeah, well, I, I think they're there. I, th- I think um, I feel constantly threatened and humiliated uh, by, by, great, <laughs> by great guitar players. Um, but I, I think it's more of a, um, an underground kind of thing. I don't think, you no, know, all of those bands were in the charts. Back in the day yeah. You know they, they were They were pop stars And rock stars And I think That kind of music has, has fallen into More of a folk music Kind of scene And 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 more of a You know Just a, a Smaller more underground Community rather than Right at the forefront But I, I think it's Definitely still there
3: Well yeah I, mean, I, I, I would agree To an extent And I guess when you Think about it The pop charting thing Probably is what Made the big difference uh, It's all pop music And stuff now Where it used to be Rock and rock and blues and stuff like that, and there are some great, great young guitar players. I'm a big uh, fan of Derek Trucks. I, I watch him play, oh, and yeah. I just, I just want to quit. It's like, yeah, yeah, I might oh, as well give yeah. it up.
7: Yeah. And then you've got guys like uh, like Gary Clark Jr., who who I think is carrying on that tradition in a in a commercial way uh, as well, and, and in a wonderful way. And, uh, same with like, uh, Marcus King, and even the Black Keys. You know, they had a they had a number one album last year. And that's a, that's a guitar-based band with, you know, where blues influence on their sleeves. So I, I think it's, I think it's still bubbling under.
3: It's cool. Yeah, John Mayer gets ripped a lot, but he's a he's a great guitar player. He writes yes. some schmaltzy oh, tunes, but he is he's <laughs> about as good as they get, I think.
7: Oh, I agree. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Tom, I'll shut up. I'm no, sorry I you hijacked the entire no, 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 no. interview, but I just and I realized <laughs> no. who this guy was. I'm like, oh, yay! This is going to be fun. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. no. I just want to mention one thing, and then I want to hear you two talk again, because you guys are both really good players. But an extensive tour schedule is ensured he has put in more than his 10,000 hours on the road. You ready for the appearances uh, there, Doug? I'm ready. Davey Knowles has appeared with The Who, Jeff Beck, Government Mule, Leonard Skinner, Kid Rock, Joe Bonamassa, Sonny Landreth, Peter Frampton, Joe Satriani, <laughs> and Sammy Hagar's group Chickenfoot. Pretty good uh, pretty good crowd you got there, uh,
7: Davey. Uh, I, I feel very lucky. I That's not a lucky. bad Yola. list.
3: I'm going to <laughs> see somebody that you may not know of, but you should look him up if you've never heard of him. He's a guy from Milwaukee. His name is... Uh, uh, Greg Koch, K-O-C-H. I, I know Greg very well. Oh, you do. I oh yeah. I bought oh, a Fender Supersonic after watching one of his demos on YouTube a couple of years ago. The guy is about yeah. what six six or six seven.
7: I think he calls himself Man Squatch.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. he plays any <laughs> style like, like lightning, and he's funnier yeah. than hell. He's just he's just so much fun to play. He's playing at the Blues and uh, the Blues Lounge, the Fine Line on Friday. He and his son, and then a uh, keyboard player. So I'm excited to see him
7: play. Yeah, no, he's 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 scary good, and like you say, just hilarious. So quick witted. I mean, you can't keep up. He's uh, he's brilliant.
3: Sorry, we're plugging another show, but I'm to no, see no, yours no, as no. well.
7: It's all good. We're all in it together.
3: So you played with Jeff Beck?
7: Uh, yeah, I I did a tour with him uh, for about a month. I think that was 2009.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: I've seen yeah, him many bad. times over the years. I, I recently, in an f- online forum, somebody posted as an old guitar player interview with Jeff and Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, wow. and they asked uh, Jeff a lot uh, about the early '70s albums, blow by blow, and on that stuff. He hated it. He goes, "I never wish I'd recorded it. They were terrible. It wasn't what I was <laughs> into." And and for me, they're some of my favorite Jeff Beck albums. I was really, and I just read this the other day. It was very interesting.
7: I think I think that's what makes him, you know, so undeniably him is, is that he's so dissatisfied with whatever he's doing that, you know, he strives to do something else constantly. And I think that's that's what he's done since the Yardbirds all the way through to, to right now. You know, he's he had a little dabble with with electronic music. He's he's always trying to kind of push himself. And I think I think it's that that kind of uh, unhappiness with where he's at that, that keeps him going. I think.
3: One of my favorite clips of him—he's uh, playing. Um, uh, it's a Ray Charles tune. Uh it's a uh, name's escaping me, but it's live with Jules Holland. You know, you're a great oh. musician when, at the end of the song, the entire band stands up and gives you a cheer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drowning, drowning in my own tears. Oh wow! Wow.
7: Unbelievable. God, you know. Yeah, I, I gotta, I, I just, again, that, that whole Jules Holland crowd was. Uh, just being able to be introduced to so many artists by, by Jules Holland. Definitely. How did
3: how did he get that? For those of you that don't know, he was the keyboard player in Squeeze, and yeah. he had this uh, uh, English TV show called Live with Jules Holland, and he'd get yeah. not just one good band, he'd have three or four in every show, and he would walk yeah. up, and he always had this signature way of introducing me, just yell in the microphone, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Beck! <laughs> and he'd just sit down, and he's a good piano player, too. <laughs> But how did he? Oh, set, yeah, how did yeah. that I mean, ever I mean, get started?
7: Yeah, well, I think I think the big thing was squeeze, and then he had in the eighties a, a, a TV, a music TV show. I think it was called The Tube, um, and I think he got fired for that for, for swearing on the BBC, <laughs> which was uh, <laughs> I think it's still you know a punishable by death event. And um, I uh, I think he lost that show, and then he started later with Jules, and that that just took off. I mean, it was. Really, the only um, TV, uh, apart from Top of the Pops, um, kind of a uh, you know TV DJ, if you like, someone who introduced you to music.
3: Yeah. So in one English show, you really have Paul guy. McCartney, and then this unknown yeah. singer, uh, English girl named Adele, who was like seventeen. <laughs> <It's> like, how <laughs> right. did you find yeah, her? Right. And wh- you get her on the same show as Paul McCartney. It was just great. Yeah.
7: No, he's he's. Uh, we're lucky to have him. He introduced so many artists to uh, uh, to the audience over
0: there, for sure. You know, Doug, I do have to point something out. I, I, I did. Uh, you know, I, I can I can add and subtract, which I'm very proud of, Davey, As a matter of fact, <laughs> being able to subtract. You walked on stage with Jeff Beck when you were 21 years old.
7: That sounds Were you terrified? 22. Yeah, 21, 22. Yeah. Were you scared to death, Mike? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, think, uh, I mean, it's, it's terrifying, those kinds of situations. But in the same breath, I, I think you you just... Um, survival instincts take us a little bit, and, and you just kind of put your head down and work as hard as you can and, and, and try and uh, just just do your very, very best. And, and that's all you really can do. And then the other side of that is just look around you, listen, and, and absorb like a sponge. Um, that's wonderful.
0: That, Did that's
3: you just you pretend he was Nigel Tufnell and start laughing <laughs> inside?
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Davey Knowles. It is March 7th, a week from Saturday, March 7th, 8 p.m., New Hope Cinema Grill. You can just go to cinemagrill.com slash live music slash Davy Knowles with a K, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Davey Knowles, thank you so much for your time. Great talking to you. But once again, my new hero, at least for the, for the rest of this year a 21 year old kid walks on stage with Jeff Beck and I got to talk to him 11 years later man that's wonderful i'm
3: i'm going to i'm going to check you out i will i'll, I'll meet you on march 7th i'm excited to hear oh, you play oh lovely oh
7: well thanks very much great. thanks for having me guys thank you
3: uh,
0: absolutely thank you dave you have a great day sir bye bye i I did that, man. I'm like, what? He he was on stage with Jeff Beck, one of the greatest guitar players ever born, when he was 21.
3: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: I was thinking, hey, I can go to the bar and drink legally now. <laughs> that's what I was doing when I was 21. Oh, right? <laughs> A little different. Although, uh, remember what happened on my 21st birthday?
3: Well, none of us were
0: remember alive. That? <laughs> oh, when I was 21? <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, in the state of minnesota on my 21st birthday november 7th my 21st birthday they dropped the drinking age to 18
3: oh that's bad you know i was a few i'm a few years younger than you and i kind of chased it because they dropped it to 18 and i got close to 18 and didn't they bump it up to 19 yes and then i so i was like just trying to grab the life preserver and then they moved it up i had to wait till i was 21
2: Oh geez. Yeah. Now they're they, changing they, they the
4: they're changing the smoking age to twenty one.
2: Yep, I think they already did.
4: <coughs> yeah, is this,
2: that's Minnesota well, right should. now? Federal or is it federal? I think it's federal.
0: Huh? We well, could raise it to one hundred and twenty one. How about that? So yeah. nobody smokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. How about
3: that action? Although in the seventies, all they required for an ID to buy beer was a five dollar bill. Yeah, they would really. usually get the oh, job done. Uh, yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, They changed it to twenty one <laughs> in December. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I remember standing at the old... It's just to purchase tobacco. That's true. Well, yeah. yeah. That
0: is very, very true. In any case, we do have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Your mother disappeared. I don't know where she went.
2: Mm. That's a great
0: question. She's off wandering around. We'll be right back with the family. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
1: Davey Knowles on the best of. Coming up next, we had a little doctor talk with Samuel Shem in Ralph in studio. Next on the best of. <laughs>
0: Samuel Shem with us, ladies and gentlemen. Samuel Shem, a professor of humanities at NYU School of Medicine, who exposed harsh realities of med student life in his legendary best-selling novel, The House of God. Dr. Ralph Basham is uh, with us here. One of your great admirers. but But I would like to point out one thing that you bring up, Samuel, that I couldn't agree with more what doctors really see on their computer screens and how it is directly related to money and how electronic medical records create more errors that result in death, not less. I made the statement about a year ago that digital is the most overrated thing of the 21st century, and people went, are you crazy? It's wonderful. It's magnificent. Uh, There's a big price to pay for digital, don't you think?
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think... uh, uh that that's a major the major cause of doctor burnout uh, is the introduction in 2008 of the electronic medical record. There's a paper about that. It's the only correlate for doctors going crazy and committing suicide and leaving the system. Uh, this is a real terrible danger to doctors, patients, and uh, nurses. And I wrote the book. Uh, as the narrator says, this is Nance Fourth Best Hospital. The narrator says in the beginning, he says, I'm called to write this book because it was a time when medicine could go one way or the other, either toward more humane care or toward money and screens, which means money and money. And th- this is the story of a group of guys with a guy named the Fat Man. <coughs> who uh, are trying to put, they found a little clinic, public clinic up against this man's fourth-best monstrosity hospital, and they're trying in this clinic to put the human back in medicine. That was my goal. That's my, that's my quest.
0: Dr. Basham, I'd like you to talk about the house of God again, and br- briefly, if you could. That'd
9: be I'm great. I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm a plastic surgeon, and I just remember... The House of God, as a as a medical student residency training at Northwestern University and the University of Utah, and I and I, I don't know if you heard me before. I said, but out of word, I'm not worthy to talk to you. I mean, I really a, appreciate the you know the things that you've said or the way you've put them, you know, tongue in cheek. But the reality is, is that you know I, that that that's the real medical training, and you know, so, and and I and I agree with you. In fact, so much so. That I saw the EMR, that the, the talk of EMR, uh, say twenty five years ago, and I in my office, I'm, I I thought to myself, I don't know if that's really such a good idea. The only reason the EMR is being rolled out is for marketing reasons, and so I, I moved to a paperless office, not an EMR. Uh huh. So, uh-huh. so and and so it's it's an entirely different system, and if there's a mistake that's made, you can fix it. But in an EMR, my contention is is that uh, you know, my, my I guess my ex- example is this: you go in and you have your blood drawn, and the only really mistakes with blood drawing and uh, transfusion are clerical errors, and they can happen; they're going to happen. So suppose they draw your blood, they send your blood in, but they don't send your blood in as as you; they send it as Jim Smith. But Jim Smith happened to get blood drawn at exactly the same time in the emergency room, and that goes in as yours. So your blood work comes back and says, "Oh, you're HIV positive." <laughs> OK, well, see, well, that's not possible because I've been celibate for the past 10 years. That's not even possible, just not possible at all. Uh, would you please redraw my blood? They redraw your blood. Oh, yeah, you're not HIV positive. But that is on your record forever. And they will not they cannot oh. get rid of it.
7: Wow. Oh. yeah.
9: Hmm. And it lives with you forever. You know, so, oh, oh you are HIV positive. No, I'm not HIV. What well, says right here? You're This is black and white. I can see it on the screen. I can see this on the screen. Like you said,
5: this is uh, you know you. I don't know if you've read Man's Fourth Best Hospital yet, but uh, when I got back into medicine, I got uh, five years ago. I got uh, an appointment at NYU Medical School as a professor of medical humanities, and all of a sudden, I had been out of medicine, and all of a sudden, I saw you know, a lot of the miracles, but I saw this incredible thing about money and screens. And at that point, uh, just like in the house of God, in the house of God, I was called to write that book because somebody had to write it. It was so abusive, and I guess it was me. And I said to myself, hey, wait a second. This isn't right. This is, this is killing people, doctors, patients, nurses, etc. Somebody's got to write about this, and that's what the book turned out to be about.
9: So, so if, you, so we're, if we're, we're at this point now, where do we go from here? Where, how can we change this mess uh, that we call an EMR? I, I see it at the hospitals. I haven't, I haven't even learned their EMR software. I go to the hospitals so infrequently because it's just in my office primarily. And, you know, I just everybody hates it. Everybody yeah. hates the interface and hates it. But it it's hates. Just,
5: Everybody hates it. That's right. Uh, I know, uh, well, in the book... Uh, the fat man who brings back his crowd of Eat My Dust Eddie and, and <laughs> Chuck and uh, Hyper Hooper and all of that—he's going to try to put the human back into medicine. And uh, the what needs to happen is what basically kind of what the VA has, because their computer for years ha- has been a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good computer, and the reason that they like it because there's 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 no billing. There's no billing through the screen. You oh. don't, you know, in, in our work in hospitals now, on one side is the doctor uh one side of the screen is the doctor who's trying to who's being forced to charge the most and on the other side is an insurance person who is uh forced to pay the least. There's a war going across the screen. And what the fat man says at the end of the book, I'll swallow it for you, he says the solution is to squeeze the money out of the machines. That is, just use them for data and data transmission somewhere else. But when it comes to billing, for instance, in a a veterans or, or Medicare system, when it comes to billing, you just... You know, do like fifty clicks for an appendectomy or something, and then you look, and if there's a anu- if if the patient has another insurance, a private insurance, you just click the data to them and let them figure out how to get paid, right? Right. But the biggest answer to your question, to get to that, to get our voices heard in this mess, as you so beautifully uh, put it is we have to get together and take action what I like to say is uh, when somebody when you when you're you're in a theater and somebody falls down does the shout go out is there an insurance executive in the house right? that's no. right <laughs> they, don't do, they don't do anything and we doctors, look here's the thing nurses know how to get what they want right? They almost never lose a threatened strike, they get together, they've got a union. Doctors never work together. They never work together to get anything. And that's the problem. So I think there are solutions. And we've got to start getting there because doctors, patients, everybody hates this, except for, you know, the people who make the machines.
9: That's absolutely. And the difference is, is that physicians are never unionized. And yeah. physicians are selected and trained as individuals, right? So it's so it's 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 count it's a counterculture, it's just not the same as a collective group. And nurses are more together; they work together. It's a team that takes care of patients, rather than physicians. You're the physician who takes care of the patient. You're sort of the uh, so sort of the point of the spear kind of thing. That's the way you're trained.
5: Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And it's also, let's face it, it's a gender difference because most. Nurses are still women, and yep. they like connecting, and they're good at forming relationships and groups. And you know, we're 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 lone rangers by and large.
9: Yeah, men and women who are physicians are that way.
5: Men and women who are
0: physicians that way.
5: Yeah. So, have any of you uh, read "Man's Fourth Best" yet? Come
9: on.
0: Yeah, Ralph, have you? No, I, I
9: I just heard you're on. You were just on. You're on today. I'm just picking it up right now, looking. I mean, I just I just heard that you're on. And I but, you know, I know your the past past works. And I know that, you know, you're saying you don't like the EMR. Well, you're my guy, you're my guy.
0: Sam, I will tell you this also, uh, I'm the host of the show, and and when I do, I do a morning show and the show, and I do stream of consciousness, so I never look in advance and see who's going to be on, because I want a (laughs) fresh take on everything. Like today, hearing the two of you talking about something that, that I've been talking about on the morning show for about a year now, the fact that I don't think the digital the convenience of digital is worth the spying, the watching you, listening to you, intruding into your life by by putting things on your computer screen like if i bought a set of golf clubs i get to see them up on my screen for the next month. it's way too intrusive. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean? it's just it's such an intrusion and then you find out it's ruining doctors' lives. we got to do something about about digital. we really do, don't you think? absolutely.
5: Well, I think the other piece of it is that digital is outpacing human uh, yes. abilities. Yep. There are all kinds of, they are constantly mistakes, constantly mistakes, you know. But let me, go, let me shift this a little bit. Let's talk toward the, toward the positive a little bit, you know.
0: I like um, it. I like it.
5: Yeah. The, you know, like the fat man says, we got to put the human back in medicine. The, the, the reason that we doctors went into medicine, by and large, and the reason why it's a, it's a great profession and has been a profession, and one of the most important healing things that happen is face-to-face, you know, heart-to-heart, we've got into this with our patients because we like to, he- to heal them. We like to do good in the world. You know, we make money, but we like to do good in the world. And those things are being taken away from us. The rewards are being taken away from us. And and so, I just wish. You know, I'm getting older. I just wish we could. Uh, re- we are paying attention. A lot of us. But um, this can be fixed. Yeah. This really can be fixed. I believe that because yeah. this is a, this is not working yeah. for anybody.
9: Physicians' compensation really is a combination of you get you get a monetary reward, but just yeah. as important, maybe more important, is that you get the. Uh, not only the fact that you're able to help somebody, many times cure people of horrific, life-threatening diseases, but in addition, it is a there's a creative piece to it and an intellectual piece because every patient is different and you have to apply everything you know to create a sp- specific treatment pattern for every patient. And once can,
5: again, can, I, can I get a little wonky here? Yeah. What the fat man says in the book at the end he looks at medicine before the screens and not medicine after. And before the screens, you know, patient would come in, you greet them, you take their history, and you know, get what's going on. And then you say, okay, just go behind the curtain, and uh, you know, I'll examine you. And while the patient is just in the in the time that the patient is behind the curtain, getting undressed and all that, you are kind of sitting there and musing and pausing. And your brain and your sensibility is working on what's going on, right? Yep. It's an integrative uh, kind of work. And then they come back and you finish up. Well, what we have with the screens and always will have with the screens, it can't be fixed, is they are iterative things. You click on one box to another box to another box to another box. Every time you have to paint this picture and you have no time to just sit there and say, "Hmm, brain, heart, what's wrong here?" And you, as you know, you're a practicing doc. You come up with the answer, correct. And if you don't, you write it down. And you say, well, "Let's try, you know, other things."
9: That's always ask yeah. more questions.
5: Yeah, exactly. So it, I, think I think it's, it's a it, yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, I just think it's a wonderful conversation to listen to because two people who know what they're talking about that are looking for the best for people. That's getting more and more rare to hear the, to, the, the, people like the two of you talking about maybe trying to help people instead of making as much money as you possibly can. Yeah,
5: yeah. And, you know, uh, we like patient contact. Very few people hate right. patients who are still in medicine, you know. Yeah.
0: They're,
5: they're, they're, they're doing yeah. search, you know, whatever.
0: I do think it's terrific. Man's fourth best hospital, of course, the House of God, which, uh, you know, Ralph was uh, basically genuflecting when he was, uh, talking to you about that book. He was very, he was in awe of the fact that Samuel Shem was on this show with us. So, Samuel, I appreciate your time today. I really appreciate the fact that your the, the human element in you is, is so strong that you want to help people as much as you can. That's how people should be, and I really admire that. Thank you, sir.
5: Well, thank you so much. And, uh, uh, I think everybody should read this book. Who read the, who, who read The House of God? Frankly,
0: yeah, we'll you have, get it done. We'll if we haven't sure read one. Happens. Read them both.
5: All right, good. Exactly. Uh, get in touch if you want, uh, you guys. Thank you. We'll
0: we'll reach out again. Thank you, Samuel. Have a good day, sir. Okay. Bye bye.
7: Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. I
0: told the witch doctor I was
7: in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you.
0: And, and then
1: the witch, witch doctor, doctor, he told me, told me what, what to do. He said that. That was Samuel Shem on The Best Of. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 289 with Gary Goldman. Next on The Best Of. this advice, he said
4: that.
0: Well, you know that our dog that just died last year, you know what his name was.
6: What?
2: He was a Jack Russell Terrier. His name was Cassie Russell. Cassie?
6: Oh no nice. way! <laughs> yeah.
2: His uh-huh.
0: name wow. was Cassie <laughs> Russell,
2: and his brother Nipsey Russell. And
4: Nipsey. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> <He really laughs> <is. They were laughs> fantastic. Nipsey had an all-black head. I loved Nipsey. It. I loved. And he, <laughs> he really did. Oh, Nipsey <laughs> did. I
8: love Nipsey. <laughs> Nipsey I'm, Russell. But I was only familiar with him from the Match Game. Yeah, yeah. me too.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he was. Yeah, he was,
8: uh, the Match that's Game. True. Oh God, what a god awful show that! I watch it now for for nostalgia, but it was just awful.
4: What did that game? show network or whatever yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that, I yeah. love those old, they're so corny he was yeah. also hilarious. on the um,
8: what's it called Password
4: was he okay? yeah well, they used to just to do the, the, the rounds but, I wonder if that
8: yeah. was a lucrative, a lucrative thing for them No, I, think it was I don't promotion. think so you know, yeah.
6: promotion. Um, Alan Hamilton who we've talked about one, sure, of voices, one of the great voices one of the great yes. voices in yeah. uh, broadcasting and has done millions of commercials that you've heard and uh, one a Tony uh, in New York as an actor he memorized from the match game every comeback Paul Lind ever oh, made. Oh god, it was phenomenal. He, was can so he can do funny. he can start right now and tomorrow afternoon you'll wake up and he's still doing Paul Lind comebacks from the match game. Does he know the one about the like air conditioning gift. being out? I don't know that one but I know,
0: I, will, I have I hate to change that. because even though this is a podcast, I will not say this word so I'll just Oh I know the, the story right. About how hot it was in there, and the, the, the air conditioning went out in the, the theater, and, the and smell. he broke care, and the smell. Yeah. It smells like a...
6: <laughs> yeah. I, I think. think. I, and then he said, I think. <laughs> and then I would ask, how would you know? <laughs> that's
0: why he said, I think, because he didn't know what a vagina smelled like.
8: That was his whole deal. Uh, wow. why, why do Harley Davidson, uh, why, why do Hell's Angels wear leather? Hmm. Because chiffon wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's
4: fabulous.
0: See now that guy, he was very funny. Yeah. That he was, was the looks that he oh got on his yeah. face. <laughs> that was <laughs> what, yeah. You had, to, had to see him.
4: him. Yeah. yeah, you had oh to God. see him.
8: <laughs> and and we, I mean, I was too young, but I didn't I didn't know he was gay. It didn't make any. This was a. I didn't know Liberace nor. A, did you see the
6: Liberace movie? I didn't. Mm. Yes, oh, I did. I did. I oh, oh, is it good? great? Yes, it's wonderful. It's so I say, oh, it's, it's as campy I... as you can get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here are a good two, two good. Yes. Okay. I think actors. Well, you can't be so over the top. Yeah, yeah. so over the top. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon mm-hmm. is over the top, and and Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, oh you cannot God. believe his gay. He's just
8: Douglas. and and and. Paints Liberace as just the, the uh, most horrific human being. Well, he was. <laughs> He's
2: That's a, why I didn't see miserable, it. cruel man. Really? Horrible,
0: yes. horrible human being. Yes. Definitely. He has I his I own just... museum in Las Vegas. What does that tell you?
8: Yeah. Wow.
0: And what are you gonna, yeah. No. Oh, before, he was a nightmare. He <laughs> was, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Before we move on, you do remember from Hollywood Squares, uh, Nipsey Russell's retort when he was asked, will a black man ever become president? No. They asked him, will a black man ever become president? And he said, yes, but only if he runs against a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't know that they would let him do that
6: anymore. Anyway. No, no. They no, would no, sure no. no. That would well, he,
8: would, he, he could do it, and then he
6: would have to apologize. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. exactly. And yeah. the apology would be, if what I said offended, offended anybody. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that infuriates me. That infuriates me.
8: I, oh, that's the athletic apology. It is, absolutely. Oh, offended anyone. If that offended anybody. Oh, so you're not sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm He's sorry if that yeah. offended you. Oh, my gosh. You're just making it up as you go along.
1: <laughs> it, it's
0: You know, it's a rather interesting show that people are going to be, well, it's live, first of all. And then the people would be downloading tonight. We went from books to music to sports to comedy. We covered it all, man. I think we did. It's, it's a regular renaissance. <laughs> renaissance. Yes. When did it become renaissance rather than renaissance? I don't think it ever did. No. Renaissance. No, that's what I'm just saying. People pronounce it that way. They do? Yes. It's, well, it's like, uh, what's the other one that just drives me goddamn crazy? Is it French? Uh, it is a French word, but we, it used to be, oh, Homage. Became homage. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my uh, my yeah. dick. All right. I <laughs> see. It.
1: Oh my! It's
6: rather harsh. Let's <laughs> hmm. see how it was pronounced in the original French. You're oh, going to work this absurdity into your bit tonight at uh, the House of Comedy. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> it was, and I was on a show today, and he went uh, homage, homage, bite my dick. <laughs> no, I said homage, my dick. <laughs> oh
0: my! My. No, I said you know, just, it was it's just better. <laughs> Whatever works, man. So you're thinking about starting a new website. Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography, or maybe you want to start that new podcast. GoDaddy is offering one newer transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So what are you waiting for? Get your website started today. Go to GoDaddy.com, enter code word Barnard. That's B-A-R-N-A-R-D. GoDaddy.com, enter code word Barnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D. So, Gary, what do you want to talk about?
4: Can I do a point of business here? Did you get a a priority courier copy? Were you supposed to start that today? Yeah. Did you do it?
0: It was on the KQ show.
4: I've got it for us. You do? I do.
0: I better check my... Talk amongst yourselves. Well, actually,
2: we can have the caller talk.
4: Why would I get it? Is it it?
2: Steve Kosick from Priority Courier?
6: Yep, (laughs) that's who it is. And Vanix. Who's the caller? It's Mike. I'm Mike. Mike reads a lot. Mike. Mike actually has read uh, 62 books today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, today. But those books are actually comic books. Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, I didn't go read ahead.
2: Comics. All right. So I got some questions for Gary. If that's all right, Gary.
8: Okay. Pretty good. I, I, I'll try to answer them.
2: All right. Um, did you uh, get to meet John Cleese when you uh, did Just for Laughs? No.
8: No, I didn't. I worked with Colin Mockery and and the other guy. <laughs> I know who you mean. <laughs> yeah. It's escaping me. He's just as as Colin,
6: but I, I didn't get to meet John Cleese. So, uh, next question. But I
8: admire him greatly.
6: We we'll need to interrupt you first because yesterday, just yesterday, uh, Tom was talking about. Uh, I work with uh, Cleese um, on the show. And Tom met a guy out in Hollywood who was talking to Cleese and from Minnesota. What did Cleese say? He said, uh, you have a, you have a uh,
0: newscaster back there. Uh, uh, Don, Don, is it Don Shelby? Yes, yes, that's the man. I fucking hate him.
1: <laughs> no
8: way.
4: <laughs> what did you do? Because hey, I introduced
6: him. him. I introduced him as the funniest man in the world. Uh. And then he said... How could a person live up to that? (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic. We are
8: snippy Brit. You you weren't being malicious. I don't don't care for that. (laughs) That's something that uh, Seinfeld gets angry about. Being referred to as the funniest man in the the world. He becomes angry about it. Yeah, he does. It's just like...
4: I mean, t- you think he'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I yeah, think that's you know? bullshit
6: because he's not the funniest man in the world. Right. No, exactly. But I John Cleese may be maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. the funniest yeah. man in the world on Abso- the spot.
8: Absolutely. Well not yeah. Yeah. anymore. The, the problem is is that Seinfeld <laughs> believes it. That he is <laughs> the funniest really, person. Don't in say the world. what I already
6: know. <laughs> yeah.
8: It's just making his job more difficult, he feels. But he actually he actually believes that. <laughs>
6: yeah. so well was, that's what he said. How can anybody live up to that? Billing, so no, I, I've learned my lesson, John. So I won't. It's true, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate you for that.
8: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't,
6: I don't think he did either. Oh, okay, I get it.
8: At least you remembered your name. <laughs> That's true. That's well, you remembered the, the Don first part. name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <I had> to, <laughs> uh, um, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna
0: have to figure this out because this is actually for the ticket. The, the third hour oh, of this podcast is simulcast sorry. on on one hundred and five FM. So it's oh, real okay. radio. Oh, I see. so it's on the radio as well. No it's it's cussing on the uh, podcast, but the, yeah, the Priority career Experts Vanix is for. Uh,
4: why are the they ticket. sending this to me?
0: I, because they want me to do a personal endorsement on it, and we're going to do that. But and even though Ron told, okay, I don't remember, right, tell, right, tell, well. right.
8: no, it, it, never mind.
0: No, Steve Cosner is a real a, good guy, an, and I innocent consider him, mistake. I consider him, it's not a mistake. It's just it's for this show, but it's just for the ticket.
6: Okay, eight it's minutes up. to go. What do you want
8: to talk about? <laughs> 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 well, I, I noticed that you have the Trader Joe's trail mix. <laughs> yes. You want some? You may have some. Well, I'm I'm not going to have any now because I just ate. But I find it interesting that now they're including M and M's and
0: yes, they are in, in trail mix. <laughs> that's I, I true. think that's
8: that's very interesting that they were able to find a trail <laughs>
6: that had M and M's. M and M's, but they had been dropped by the previous person going down the trail. Yes.
8: Well, you know,
2: M and M's—they're chocolate covered in shellac. <laughs> and you can find chocolate in the wild, of course. Sure, of and course. And shellac comes from trees. Wrong. It comes from beetles.
6: No Well,
4: some. Hey, it does some not. Comes comes beetles. I don't want to know this.
2: It's true.
6: <laughs> That's the furniture shellac. That's the furniture shellac. I think you're wrong.
8: Oh, that guy is still here?
2: Yeah, he's
4: still here. <laughs> <laughs> did you have yeah, any other he's questions? very patient. He'll sit there and the for days.
2: All right. So uh, he also met uh, Kindler in Montreal
8: when he did that. Yeah. Oh. He's a, yeah, he's my friend.
0: Andy and I have been friends for 23 years. Oh, I love Andy.
8: I idolize him.
0: He's one of my favorite. My favorite joke of Andy Kindler's is <laughs> when I first went on tour... It just didn't work out. I used a, a stage name. It didn't work out. I was drawing the wrong crowd. Andy Semitic. Uh, Andy Semitic. Yeah. Oh,
8: okay. <laughs> didn't sell out two shows in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Sold out two shows in Idaho. Because there are Nazis. Pick it up in the 15th row. Um, yes, and I, I, I just adore him. And he's a really he's a really sweet, Wonderful guy. Hamish guy, as we say. Mm-hmm. But Trader Joe's...
1: Back to Trader Joe's. <laughs> I, go to one,
8: I go to one in New York, and I actually had a meltdown. You did? Yes, because it gets so busy. And I, d- I do love the place because they always compliment me on the choices that I make when I'm checking out. Oh, that's nice. That's <laughs> I love. Nice. I, I realize You're it's a good. sign of loneliness. That I'm trying to connect with a cashier, but we're all lonely. So, so they'll say, like, uh, that marinade is really good. And I know it's part of the... It's part of their gimmick, Yeah, is right. to be your friend, mm-hmm. right. and I don't care. Uh, because uh, I'm a comedian, I don't have anybody to hang around with during the day, so this is my <laughs> opportunity to speak to another human being. And I always make the same joke. I always say, I can barely keep it in stock. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because I'm not a person with invent- inventory right. control issues. I'm sure they they are, are, and it always gets a good laugh. And then th- the other thing that I love that they do there is... Um, they say, "Did you find everything you were looking for?" Oh, I you? know
0: they always say that, but
8: they're sincere. Because mm-hmm. one time I said, "Well, I couldn't find the conflict-free pumpkin seeds," and <laughs> 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 I only get the conflict-free after myself, the so I sell my pumpkin seeds. So I said, "I couldn't find them today." And then she rang a bell, and then the stock boy, who was also oh, yeah. the chief financial officer <laughs> and head of human resources, he came flying up the aisle with my pumpkin seeds, and true yes oh my god they're very
4: helpful and they're it, so helpful. if you want to taste anything in the store yes they will make it for you their and policy
8: you is it, which is we amazing. tried it we liked it if you don't bring it back for a full refund mm-hmm. that is a better return policy than my mother it is <laughs> my mother doesn't want to hear it if i didn't like it <laughs> shut up <laughs> Exactly. Shut up. Shut up and eat it. Yeah. Shut up. Well, if you and
2: don't like it, something's obviously wrong with you, not the food, right?
8: Yeah. Yeah. So thank
1: you. Anyhow,
8: well, like the, the issue is the people are great there, but the people who shop there, at least in New York City, mm-hmm. they do this thing where they put their cart in the checkout line half full, and then they go and continue to get things, <laughs> but they don't I even leave like a toddler oh. in the <laughs> seat so that I know they're coming back. Right. So, right. You got to leave some collateral. Yeah. And then they come back and and like usually the line moves forward. And we're supposed to push oh, their cart forward oh. for them. So I went ahead mm. of the cart because I I, I I was furious. And then she came back and she um she goes yeah no, which I, I hate that yeah. expression yeah, yeah. yeah no. no. And so I, <laughs> she says yeah no I was ahead of you. And so I said no yeah you were ahead of me until you went shopping. Yeah. And then and then she she like pushed me out of the way. Oh. Yeah in, in the basket. And and, and um, so I, so she wouldn't give up her space. So I I raised my hand like like the black power symbol, and I said, <laughs> and I, I was losing my mind. It was like road rage, but in line at the, the yeah. place. And I said, this isn't fair. And then she turned around. She said, she said, um, well before she turned around. I thought everybody was going to like get behind me and be like, all right, finally sure, somebody yeah, stood sure. up to this this yeah. crime. <laughs> the only yes. thing I heard was one guy who said, "Up uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. And then, and then there, were, there were like six or seven people on the perimeter. Well, this, this is something that would have never happened ten years ago. There was an eerie glow because they raced their phones and switched from pic to vid because oh. they, they, they wanted oh, yeah. to capture a meltdown. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Of oh, here we
2: go. I'm
4: not it, famous. Yeah.
8: So the guy says, "Here we go." And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've, I've, uh, I've really over, yeah, shot this. there's no way I'm gonna get out of here." Now, I, was love was I love coming here. She a teeny person or a big she person? Was a, she was a. She had that thing going on where the the 45 to 48 year old women in New York City they do so much yoga and pilates that they have mm-hmm. these lower bodies that are like 25 year old yoga yeah. instructor like but the the face doesn't match <laughs> <laughs> So you have you have like these minotaurs walking around the city, a with minotaur the, I like right? That. With the with the body of a with the body of a yoga instructor and in the head of the, the Komodo, dragon or something. <laughs> and and there's, she's, so she's, I said, uh, this isn't fair. And she turned around. And she said, You'll get over it. Oh yeah.
4: But, hey, it's one if, thing if somebody's leaving, you yeah, know. Like yeah. I I just forgot to grab yes. butter or something. You well, know, I feel I'll be if right you back. can reach it, or if you ask me, yeah, that's yeah. the
8: secret. Just ask because we love to do favors for strangers. Strangers, not our family. They can go fuck themselves, <laughs> 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 right? Because they'll take advantage. But a stranger, I've got no backstory with them. They think I'm Mother Teresa for just you helping know, them they out. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, and and. And so then what happened after that? She she said, you'll get over it. And I knew I would never get over it because I, right. I can hold a grudge forever. Yeah. Well, right now. So, yeah, I'm clearly not over it. On my right. deathbed, I'll be complaining about it. Yeah. This isn't fair. People will analyze it. It'll be like my rosebud. What could he have meant? Life isn't yeah. fair? No, no, no. A woman cut him in line 40 years ago at Trader Joe's. He never got over it. <laughs> so I went ahead of her and... Um, she said, "Fine, go ahead if it's that important to you." Oh, really? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, it is. It, it is, is that important. Yeah, What's important. that important to Today me? Justice. It is. <laughs> well, she said, it, "That's how it works in New York City. You're allowed to leave your cart, which uh, is not, that's true. not true. You true can only all. grab the things you can reach." Yes. yes. She had come back with an armful of frozen foods. It was like a ten-minute round trip down an escalator to frozen foods. Yeah, you can't it. come back with no. an armful of skinny cows and Amy's organics and pick your <laughs> no. spotline. <laughs> right, and she. Uh, Yeah, so I said, you traveled.
6: <laughs> you, like a basketball record. <laughs> it's
4: it's great. Travel. You travel. You should have a whistle. Yeah. <laughs> you travel. Yeah. If
8: you can reach without lifting your pivot foot to <laughs> <you> the <can> <laughs> <an> item, <laughs> it's then, I'm then
4: I'm then I'm okay with that. I can't make this kid laugh. This has to. I'm not a big. It plays upon his lips, just a smile. I, lo-
8: <laughs> I looked over, thinking there's no way he's not laughing at that. <laughs> I, I know. This is all coming together. I am. Nothing. Oh, my God. That's Andy. You would make a great comic book store guy.
2: <laughs> I don't deal well with nerds, though. So. That's oh, really? <laughs> that's hilarious. That's Andy. Oh. That's Andy. See, there's a
0: difference between you in line and me in line. And I actually wasn't involved in this at all. I just observed it. I was in line at the grocery store, and there was a guy in front of me with just a bag of flour. He just had a five-pound bag of flour. And the guy in front of him was bitching about something and he just wouldn't let it go. He's just he's bitching at the cashier. The cashier's You know, I'll bring the manager. I don't wanna see the manager. To, and he just kept going on and on and on. And finally the guy in front of me, he goes, he sits down the, the flower, he goes Opens it, goes, fuck, and dumps it over the guy's head and walks. no way. All right. Oh right.
4: Everybody's wanted man. to do that. It
0: wow. I'm standing there and I'm watching this like, holy shit.
4: <laughs> you didn't say, Here we go. Get your video
6: going. It's on.
0: He dumped wow. it over the guy's head because the guy was taking forever bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching, and he finally <laughs> just went, Fuck and dumped it over the guy's head, wow. just walked out of the it was a there, was a gold medal flower? Yeah, yeah, I was in a
6: uh, grocery store and I saw a woman take a canned ham and stick it inside of her uh, skirt and then pull her coat over. And then she looked pregnant uh-huh. and she ac- bought a few candy bars and then she walked up to the checkout counter. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as she was reaching for her purse, the canned ham fell out of her skirt. Oh, and I remember you told on me this the floor. Time. It bounced on the floor and everybody in line looked at it. And she had the best line I've ever heard in my life. That everybody's staring, they know she has just shoplifted a canned ham. But she says, Who threw that ham at me? (laughs) Who threw that ham at me? (laughs) <laughs> who
0: threw the ham at me? I remember you told me that story years ago.
4: I thought she was going to try to try to get a discount for damaged goods I'm or something. Little, I'm glad I'm it. at no
8: point did you say she was a black woman. <laughs> just
3: that, that's the way people, by, by the way people in Northeast Minneapolis talk. The Butterfly McQueen. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, boy, look at Kingfish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bad Sapphire. Did you see who threw the ham at <laughs> Oh my
4: God! I, I am listening. not part of this conversation. Just Because (laughs) I (laughs) use the
1: word. Through? Where did this take place? Uh, Through! Uh, (laughs)
0: Antebellum,
8: Georgia? (laughs)
0: Antebellum, Georgia. What time is your car coming? Uh,
8: Five. Damn it. Oh, man. That's now. Your
0: car's here. I don't want you to. uh, uh, Just tell them to go away.
6: But anyway. Huh. Well, That's too yeah. bad he
4: can't stay for the ticket. too guy walks into, Seven, um, a, guy walks
6: into a grocery store and says to the uh, young assistant produce guy, I want to buy half a head of cabbage.
8: Wait a minute. Is this going to be
6: a joke? Yeah. And so he, <laughs> <laughs> he
8: does this. He does so, this. So, No,
6: so he's just telling he, the story. He runs to the back to talk to the manager, and he's laughing the whole way. And he says, you will not believe, but some dumb motherfucker wants to buy a half a head of cabbage. And he turns around, the guy is standing behind him, and he said, And this gentleman would like to buy the other house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Gary Goldman, ladies and gentlemen, he oh, is at Rick uh, Bronson's uh, house. Gary. You, you got to go, though. If yeah. you guy's here.
4: You got you've got like an hour down to Bloomington. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, otherwise you'll never make it. All right. We'll bad. come
8: back. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good thank to see you. It was it was, was, a, just it, was a, it was a pleasure. That was so much fun. It was not and, uh, yet. So It was really time. like hanging out with some friends. Cool. Well, it's very That's very nice.
2: The way we, we wanted Andy. To
4: be. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that Aww, coming. <laughs> poor Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I must never
2: like it when I just sit there with the notes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: very thankful. Bye. Thanks.
2: Well, by the <laughs> way, that is a big tight end
0: right you there, Robert. You are right. a tall
4: guy.
2: <laughs> Damn. It's a weird thing to say.
4: Don't want Size. He's like, who's on today? He looks him up. He's like, you're gonna like him. He's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: the picture on he's his uh, <laughs> uh, the picture on his website. He has like a see-through white shirt with the buttons down. To, oh, does he? Yeah.
4: Well, he's, he's a- East Coast. What That's he? normal. Yeah, got to be
2: like six seven, isn't he? He, uh, yeah.
4: he had about uh, a couple Too inches for that doorway. So yeah, whatever, however tall that doorway.
2: By is. the way, I was in
6: error. Hmm. Shellac isn't bugs. Oh. It's the excretion of bugs. That's right. It come on trees. The yep. only way they find it is on trees. So you and I were both right. Yes. It's bugs but and trees.
4: But that What, ki- what, what kind know, of shellac? He said it comes from beetles. He said it comes In
6: from beetles. Comes beetle beetle beetles but the only way beetles can no, get rid of poop. that shellac is to put it on a tree. Mm-hmm. And so it's harvested from trees. It's not harvested from the bugs. You don't grind bugs. Oh, no. good. They just you know scrape it better. off the tree and make shellac out of it. Okay. You know what I'm thinking right now?
0: What? No. If I only had a bag of flour.
6: <laughs> Who would you double down? <laughs> Both
0: of you. I love that. It's like hanging out with friends and Andy. <laughs> Gary Goldman, very very nice man, yeah. very funny guy. Go see him at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night. He'll be there. Sunday night as well. Very very funny. Very animated. And but I mean animated in a good way. He's kind of like he very he's very expressive with his hands and his arms. Yeah, going Andy and Kindler kind of thing. Yeah, Andy's kind of like that. I'm Everyone sur- from the East Coast kind of thing. I am not surprised that he and Andy are friends. Yeah, not su- I'm not surprised at all because Andy Andy's one of my favorite people in the world. He just is. Andy Kindler is one of the best. But Gary Goldman, what a tremendous guy! <laughs> Boston College. I wonder why he never made it to, to the NFL.
6: I mean A I guy that I big? Jesus, huge! He's he's can you imagine when he was throwing some steel around when he was oh, really working out? He said he because he's a, 20 big, big he a big, big boy. He's a big fellow. Yeah.
4: What is that show that he was on? I've never even heard of it. Tourgasm. Tourgasm. Tourgasm.
6: Oh, who? I'm sorry, that? I haven't no, that, heard of that it. That was uh, that was Dane Cook's yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. That was, he it, was
4: it, he was on t- t- that. No, yeah.
6: Tourgasm is well, was his tour. Wasn't that D- Dane Cook's tour? No. Dane Cook's tour yeah. was Tourgasm. Yeah. That's right. And, oh, I thought and, it was and like. And a, well, they probably did a special that, while they and, were on it. Too, right, and yeah. he would open for him from time to time.
4: Ah, okay, no, I. But I'd never heard of it before.
0: Well, Dane Cook, you know that.
4: I've I heard. I'm not a big Dane Cook fan. I was so. told by. The, you
0: know what happened to Dane Cook? No, I do not. His brother stole all his money and. Lovely. Buried it all over the United States. Oh,
4: you did tell me that. But this.
0: they've told me that that they've recovered some of the money now. That's what. The last I heard, they've recovered some of the money.
2: Gary Goleman, he was on Tourgasm for a while. Yeah. That's what mom said. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, but doing. you thought he was just like on a special or something. But I'm mean, like, he was on it. But no, she didn't know Tourgasm <laughs> was the tour. I yeah, thought it was just a, a TV it, show. It was. It yeah. was a documentary.
0: Yeah, but it was about the tour.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't the tour. It was the show. Well, I thought the tour was called Tourgasm as well.
0: I don't Never think Never mind. So. Thanks, Catherine.
4: Oh, way by the way, yes, Celine, dear. Jeff Dion. Wagner's uh, campaign manager that was in here in the pink Selena. thing. Yeah, the pink thing. Yeah. She uh, <clears throat> wanted to pass along through Janet that uh, she thinks Don is one cool dude and that you're hot.
6: Just well, to you make are, huh? your day. Really?
4: Just to make your day. Well, she's
6: obviously not watching the video. <laughs> what is that? Was that on today? <laughs> That's a person's memory. It will be on tonight.
4: tonight, and I don't. I think Inside Edition is on at like eleven on Let me the make CW. Sure.
0: And some CW. Eleven p.m. So wonder if we made the cut
4: i don't know you know how they do that they do 10 hours of. he was at some show seconds. but
0: we're not telling you what the name of it is
4: i know they put his uh <clears throat> janet sent me a link that they did they put his whole commercial on their website for a promo so apparently they're going to talk about him select yours for quite some time I'm guessing. i guess yes. in
2: Minnesota. He was an interesting guy. Jeff Wagner is a very interesting
4: Very
0: guy. interesting.
2: It's on the CW at 11.30. Oh, 11.30 30. tonight. Yep. Monday, Monday through Friday. And the, and the Jeff Wagner episode is tonight. Oh. I don't know.
0: And I
4: hope everybody caught uh, Louis Anderson on Dr. Oz today. I've got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. DVR'd. haven't mm-hmm. seen it, though.
0: While well, you were here.
4: <clears throat> That's true. I was here. This is on
0: at 4 o'clock, right?
4: Three or is that on maybe three, maybe a four. I don't know. Three or I four.
0: Can't, <laughs> I, it's well, you have one of those. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I no don't know re- when t-
4: I don't know what time anything is on anymore yeah. because we just DVR it. So it just no one knows what time anything it's is. It's there at the end of the day. That's all I know.
0: I suppose that's true. Mike, you really enjoyed Gary Gelman. I could tell. Oh
1: yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah. I thought
0: he was too. Yeah, it I just, feel
4: sorry. No, nothing. I, I'm very happy that we have a Trader Joe's out in the burbs with a giant parking lot, mm-hmm. and you can just get in and get out. Yeah. All the ones in the city, yep, are just a they're a nightmare. Have you ever tried to go into a I don't even jobs?
2: bother. It's no. Just the parking is so god awful. Yeah, you yeah.
4: would just you would never go. You would just give up.
2: I go to <laughs> I go to Rainbow or Byerly's.
4: That's where I go. That's true. You like that ice stuff?
0: Oh, that ice stuff is wonderful.
1: I, ice oh, stuff. Pink grapefruit. The, yeah, the the bottled oh, sparkling yeah. water beverage. Uh, yes, oh, yeah. everybody knows good. about it that. It's super good.
4: Rainbow has their own version. Really, it's eighty-eight called cents a piece. Wow, okay. I hate to say good because I like talking <laughs> He loves rain. it.
0: You know, talking rain makes ice. You know that, right? Remember talking oh, rain? All right, yeah. yeah. Well, Roundy's is actually better. I mean, ice is really good, but Roundy's is a little bit better. <laughs> really? They're pink, pink grapefruit. It's delicious. And it's a beverage. It's a sparkling beverage. Not, it's not highly carbonated, though, just a bit.
6: Roundy's is the official sponsor. <laughs> of the-
4: <laughs> it should be. He goes through a gallons of that stuff.
1: I like Gary Goldman's uh well, don't you
6: try to get Roundy's to be a sponsor on the show? Well, that's Will Shawn's job. You, and you can endorse something yeah. that you Round actually love.
1: Pink grapefruit.
6: That's right.
0: That's one See? thing that
6: I like.
4: <laughs> hey! Oh, I can put that cases? on a Post-it note. We're up to three things cases of that he aroundies. likes.
0: You know, it's, a, it's a good thing that Gary Goleman doesn't
6: live here. <laughs> Why? Because I would probably hang out with him every I'd day. I'd be hanging out with you.
4: Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. yeah. He's Absolutely. He seems like he a really nice like guy. Chris Plus,
6: you'd never have to... I was going to... I wondered. if I thought it was Chris Clue. I thought it was, too. I was yeah. like, oh, it's like a, a Chris Mediterranean Chris Clue. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and the good thing is that if you weren't there... Uh, and or or if you were there and he was there, I would talk much shit to almost everybody, <laughs> because the two of you could handle my life. Yeah, he's work. a big fellow, oh, man. Oh man, Who was, is he? Big. Nobody would mess Did with you, me. No. What you say? What six? Oh, six, he's a big six, seven. guy.
1: Like when he stood up and I walked out, I was like, oh my god, he's. Football yeah, player. What are you, 6'2? Oh, well, no, he no, six, he's six, yeah. six, six Oh, no, he's No, I was six, like, six, Mike, probably. so yeah,
4: he would have a good six, measure. Yeah. If, you have to, yeah, if you have to look up to people, yeah. you're pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: felt tough walking out. But at tight end,
6: when he was playing, he was probably <laughs> six six two forty. Yeah. And he's probably, you know, 225 now because he's really tight. He you is guys kind of. were
4: really looking at him. Oh, I mean, so <laughs> we, we examined <laughs> it from an athletic
6: perspective.
4: Ah, Andy, that's
6: you were looking at it from a different perspective.
0: <laughs> well, would you see if, if you can find his height? Okay. I like
1: to hold the fist up in the air and say, this isn't
4: fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: wanna, like, you can yeah. start like, a movement where you do that exactly. in any
6: situation.
1: Well, <laughs> I was like, I game.
4: in New this York. isn't fair.
6: Fair,
3: a, it's it's especially
6: that black power salute. Yeah, yeah.
4: in New York City, that I mean, if you, if I was in line and like a big guy like that was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I would be like, "It's yeah. okay, sir. You may have the spot. I'll leave and go to the." Yeah. I mean, I would be a little afraid of him. Yeah, but in New York, they're like, "Hey, oh, that's
0: right." <laughs> Do you remember the the first night I went out with my agents in New York? I went to uh, the Palm Two in New York City, and. You know, I'm a kid from Minnesota back then. This was many, many years ago. 35-year-old so, kid. So my <laughs> agents, my agent, of three of them, took me to dinner at the Palm Two, And it was uh, not my first time in New York, but, you know, we got an apartment and the whole deal. So I'm there now. And we're having a really good time at the Palm Two. Really, really good time. And if you've never been to New York, you will notice this the minute you get there. Because we walked out and I had had, you know some wine, and I was just in a great mood because I'm doing voiceover in New York, and I'm kicking ass. I'm working an hour a day and making all this money, and it was just wonderful. It was magnificent. So I walk out, and they go, holy fuck, you people are short.
6: To everybody in the street. Everyone is short on the Everybody in the street. Yeah. And,
0: and the, my female agent looks at me and goes, you were a goddamn barbarian. <laughs>
2: It's, seriously, that it's weird because I'm not particularly tall for a Minnesotan. No, not for Minnesotans. But when true. I go to Florida, I'm like a foot taller than everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those East Coasters go seem so Beijing. tiny. Beijing. Yeah. That's there like you the go.
1: biggest oh, culture I can't even shock. I can I was in sixth grade, so I was like 12, mm-hmm. and I was towering above all these people. It was insane. It was crazy because you could see... All the way across huge crowds. Yeah. It was just amazing. Was probably how Gary Goldberg. Like having a feels. periscope. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, oh, exactly. Gary
4: Goldberg.
1: <laughs> <Coleman laughs> he is a six, periscope, by the way. 6'6. Six, six.
0: Yes. How much does he weigh? Okay. <laughs> oh, no.
4: you guys, what, I don't know. That's so funny. weird. I think Don's
0: right. I think he's about 6'6, six, six, probably about two and a quarter now. Let's yeah. give him a call. He's I a big. Know. He's I a big. He guy. How much does he weigh, really?
1: Correct. Clips to absolutely infect your day with a delightful, delightful laughter on yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Davey Knowles, Samuel Shem, and Gary Goleman. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.